So hi everyone and welcome to a special recording. We are going to be talking about Star Wars called A, a Rise of a Skywalker. I can never remember <laughs> where, where, the, where the the goes and which way around all the words are. I don't think the the is the problem. No, no, that that is only the start <laughs> of our discussion. Um, we are joined by we are. I am joined by the wonderful Laura Stewart Berry. Welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me. You've really wanted to talk about this. Okay, it makes me sound like a nutter, but yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've really wanted to talk about this. Why? Well, why? So I need to talk to somebody, and you insisted we record it. So. <laughs> um, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why this one? Why has this stood out as like? Oh, I have all the thoughts. Um, I think the thing is, I would probably I want to talk about any of them when I've seen them. Okay. Um, this one because I'm quite conflicted on it, um, and I had it was not what I was expecting. Perhaps it was what I should have expected. Yeah, I just I went in expecting something very different and came out not too sure how I felt about it. Okay, and then had to go and see it again <laughs> and was a little more. Certain about how I felt, but uh, we can go into that. How about you? Have you have you seen it just the twice? Just to write that up. Yeah, just twice. Okay. Which in itself, normally there's a few more times with the Star Wars. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much the same. We went to see it on opening weekend. I think the day after it came out, because um, it came out on a Thursday, for reasons. Um, I I think I am more disappointed than you, but I have very high expectations for Star Wars. Um, in general, and and you know the last one in a series, so we'll probably touch on that quite deeply. Mm-hmm, but in, mm-hmm. in the same way, yes, really want to talk to people about this, and and it's almost now reached the stage of like, can people stop mentioning Star Wars? Can Star Wars themselves stop mentioning Star Wars just for a bit? <laughs> oh my god, the feed where they keep telling us yeah. behind the scenes to explain what's going on. Right. Like, oh god, no, I don't want that revelation. Mm. There was a great suggestion the other day of, of they should just release a film that has nothing to do with Star Wars that we've seen, <laughs> and just yeah. let the Twitter feed deal with how it links. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that one. So, what were you expecting? If it was different than than you expected, what were you hoping for? What did you think you were going to get? I think what I was hoping for is a continuation of the Last Jedi. Okay, so I will. Hands uh, up. I adored The Last Jedi. Okay. I really enjoyed The Force Awakens, you know, because it was Star Wars again and it mm-hmm. was very Star Wars and it was that great. <laughs> um, you know, I thought what J.J. Abrams did with it was fantastic because, yes, it was basically A New Hope again, but it was different enough, but it really grounded it again. It was that kind of reassurance that I think everybody mm-hmm. needed after the prequels, mm-hmm. which I think are fine, but. Yeah, they aren't quite up there with the original trilogy. Okay. And um, yeah, so I think really it was it was just that the, the Last Jedi was such an impressive film to me, as well as being a Star Wars film. Okay. And so I just wanted the next step and then yeah, and the one that was going to wrap up this trilogy and then the trilogy of trilogies. And it's yep. been amazing. Um, and I don't feel that's what I got. Okay, so I think I'm I'm in the same place. I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard the year that, that it came out. The year that Endgame came out, because I wanted Endgame, uh, yeah. you know, huge expectations for that. I wanted Endgame to contextualize the twenty films that come before it, and it did. I think there's mm-hmm. only one or two films it never touches on, but it actually, you know, it really does say this has been a series, and we're now going to give you a culmination. And the fact they would they were advertising this, the marketing for this was this is the culmination of nine films ending the Skywalker saga 
It's like, okay, they're going to do something really interesting with this. This is going to, you know, really take us places. And yeah, I'm not sure they did. Mm. It's interesting, actually, when you said it, because absolutely, I think it um, suffered from the fact that I saw it not that long after Avengers Endgame, which mm -hmm. I've seen six or seven times in the cinema <laughs> now, <laughs> including IMAX recently, which was fantastic. Nice. Um, and that, oh my God, I had such high hopes. And I came out, my hopes absolutely exceeded, yeah. just static, including the many times after that. Um, but it's interesting you're saying that about, you know, the reason that the end game worked so well was that um, it wrapped up mm -hmm. the, you know, it pulled together all of those films. But I suppose someone could very reasonably argue, well, this film pulled, pulled together lots of things because of all of the references. But here they just felt like they were kind of, it, I don't know, it, it, emotionally it didn't tie it together maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that is because, because of my love of um, The Last Jedi. All of the references to The Last Jedi seem to be in order to either pretend The Last Jedi didn't exist or to out and out um, reverse things that happened in The Last Jedi. Um, but then a lot of the stuff that was, that was calls back, callbacks, which we'll go into, or calls back if you're a Western <laughs> fan, um, the, I'm stealing this from, from the Empire podcast when they were mm -hmm. talking about it, but it just oh. completely summed up what I was thinking in that it was like they'd gone out to one of the Reddit threads <laughs> where there were all the kind of fanboys who weren't happy about the last Jedi, which is completely fine if you don't like it, but the ones who were, you know, really toxic about it and said, what is it you would like that would make you happy? Mm -hmm. And they basically put that on film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With, with good stuff as well. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of fun stuff um, to talk about, but as far as the, you know, when I think about it, all of the things that I love from the film are kind of generally small details. Okay. And all of the things that I dislike, a lot of things I dislike are the bigger things. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're right that it's it, it's down to references more doing the work of the stuff has come before. You know, bringing Palpatine back. Um, I mean, for me, that's immense. Palpatine is, is the thing that makes Star Wars great for me. And, and mm -hmm. the thing that makes the prequels great. Because the prequels are not great, frankly. But the stuff that's good in them is that he got to power through machinations, not through dominating people, not through assassinations and so on. It was just <laughs> moving pieces on a board, being 12 <laughs> steps ahead of everyone else, and then you know finally getting into power and wielding it in the right way. So bringing him back is like, oh, you see, he was even ahead of Wait, perhaps he might be killed. Wielding it in the right way. To, to stay in power that long. Oh, okay. The fact, you know, in, in the first film, he, the is, he is legitimately elected to become the new chancellor. Yes. And yep. then starts a war, which means he can get power to, he is given powers to stay in chancellorship for longer. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's clever moves to stay in power, not just right now I'm in power, I'm going to make an army and make you all fear me. Mm. That kind of thing. So they could. This could have been, you know. Oh, and see, he was even steps ahead of him being killed by Darth Vader and bringing himself back, or putting himself in a new body, and all this. That's not touched on. It's just, oh, that guy who was really scary and really evil. Mm. Well, he's back for reasons. But, and I felt a lot of the things though were. Oh, you remember that thing? That thing mm -hmm. before that you loved? Oh, it's back. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's like um. So the first time I went into this, the first time I went to the film, I was 
as I say, so excited. Um, and just sat down. I just was a bit eye rolly through it. Whenever the uh, the first few callbacks, you're like, fine, absolutely. You love, you know, the, I love Easter eggs. That's great. Mm-hmm. But then as the film went on, I was just like, eye rolling. And oh. but um, then the second time I went in, I'm like, come on, don't be ridiculous. This is a Star Wars film. I mean, okay. in essence, they're for kids. Go in just looking at it as a Star Wars film, not looking at it as the film that came after The Last Jedi and will now okay. be the future of Star Wars. Um, and I enjoyed it much more the second time, but I had zero emotional connection with it. Right. Mm. Which I think, you know, and I, I need that really to, for it to land. Because, um, yeah, whenever we then had the, the um, Easter eggs, callbacks, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, um, it felt like J.J. Abrahams was sat next to me nudging, nudging, saying, remember the thing, remember that thing? It was really <laughs> yeah. cool, wasn't it? There it is again! Um, with no context. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. It, it's just such a, a weird take to it. And, and the thing overall, and the, there's a lot of stuff I would complain about. The thing that really gets to me is they put this film together and potentially made mistakes for our view on it and did things that weren't as good as they should have been. But they did that in the writing and then the filming and then the editing. And then executive people watched this and went, yeah, yeah, let's make money off this. Let's. This is great. So... I mean, at some point, did it more from what they wanted, or how did you just? A lot of people make decisions, you know. There's lots of conspiracies, aren't there, about just it not being the film J.J. Abrahams wanted, and blah blah blah. But the thing is, you know, I think if this had followed The Force Awakens two, mm-hmm. then I would have loved it. But right. the main thing is the, I think. Uh, the Last Jedi expanded the universe away from the bloodline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that was you know that was the bloodline and that that was great for the you know the chosen one and everything was great for the original trilogy. But we've done that to death. Yeah. Um, and this idea, you know, particularly it will, will raise lack of lineage, and then at the very end with Broom Boy, um, this yeah. idea of moving away from the bloodline. It's like you know with Spider Man, there's the idea that anyone can wear the mask, mm-hmm. you can wear the mask, you know. So, you know, I could be a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous for a 40-year-old woman to think. But, you know, <laughs> um, and it's setting up this idea that start, what Star Wars could be in the future. Mm. You know, very much respectful of the past, but this is what it could be in the future. Um, and, and it just felt, uh, you know, just bringing Pulps back, fine. If they'd set it up in any way, but, I mean, clearly it seems Absolutely. to be yep. decided for the final film. If there's any kind of hint... Um, or even if, you know, he'd come back, he'd come back, that's great. But it's making Ray his granddaughter is the bit that mm. kind of sticks. Um, and I know, obviously, JJ had set something up beforehand, to, you know, obviously at the end. And there's a very good argument that Ryan Johnson um, pulled apart The Force Awakens in uh, The Last Jedi, you know, by killing off Snoke and... Um, mm, possibly for the better. And saying that they had... Yeah, yeah. Like, and saying that Ray uh, didn't have any parentage. But, um, yeah. But then they can they they literally undo that by saying, oh, no, no, yeah, I wasn't quite truthful when I told you that thing that I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> the truth. Like, oh, it's, it's frustrating. I think, the thing, <laughs> I think the thing, because to be fair to them, the position that, that um, Brian Johnson left them in is either go big and, and continue expanding mm-hmm. this, or desperately twist yourself in pretzel shapes to yeah. get back to where you were mm. to then. And I think that's why we're now ending up with a lot of these things coming out on Twitter explaining, yeah. oh, that's right, why that was happening. Yeah. Um, and much as it really pains me to say, mm. um, what with all of my gender balance work, et cetera, is that I think I probably lay the blame at Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy's store. Okay. 
and this sticks me in, <laughs> this sticks me in with a lot of um, Star Wars fanboys who I would not normally want to be in the same yeah, absolutely. group as. But, you know, this was not a coherent trilogy. No, it doesn't no. appear there was any plan. Mm-hmm. Three, you know, the plan was three different directors, three different mm-hmm. auteurs. That's nuts. When you know it's going to be a trilogy, you know, yeah. if you don't know to start with. Yeah, but, um, so not planned anything out. It, it, this feels like three different films with three that just the same characters, but no, yeah, no cohesion. And it's yeah, th- that's almost more frustrating than in not wrapping up the nine because it could have done that. But I would have forgiven them if they said no. This is just this trilogy. It doesn't even yeah. wrap up this trilogy. It, no. th- this film has things of hey Ray, I need to tell you something. Uh, and that Chekhov's gun is sat there, like with someone on the trigger, and it's not going off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, yes. which that would be brave. I, I would buy that if the film did other things well. But it's another thing that you go, oh, it's just, just something else that didn't work amongst lots of things that didn't work. But that's the thing, isn't it? For stuff like that to work, you need to have the trust that it's been done deliberately, mm-hmm. and that everything else is, you know, is coherent and what have you. So that when it happens, you go, "Ooh, they left that ambiguous." Yeah. Whereas, to be honest, you go away going, "They just forget." Yeah, and, and like you say, there could be so much from the the Last Jedi that goes in here, even if you're not trying to undo stuff. They they introduce the horse creature things that they ride on the Star Destroyer. They're just horses. Are they just horses? Okay. I mean, well, no, they're meant to be some weird space horse thing, yeah, but okay. they just look like horses, horses with like a headdress on. But we had interesting space creatures that you could ride mm. in the last film. Why are we not using them again? And like, oh, oh no, let's cool. swing by that planet and pick them up or something. I mean, I, I hate mm. the casino sequence. I, I would trash that entirely. <laughs> uh, like you saying you don't want to blame Kathleen Kennedy because it lumps you in with the fanboys. I want mm. to like The Last Jedi, so I'm not one of those people, but... <laughs> I also want it to be a taut thriller where people don't go off on a little jolly in the middle of the film. But uh, you've introduced creatures that can ride really fast and do interesting things like that. Why are you doing new ones? <laughs> so. Well, look, actually, we shouldn't be criticising. After everything we've just said, we should not be criticising J.J. Abrahams for doing something new. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's fair because the the thing with the Force Awakens, I can remember watching the Force Awakens coming out, going, "Oh yes, that was Star Wars! It was amazing!" <laughs> and then on the train home, going, "There was a lot of Star Wars in that Star Wars. <laughs> I could have done with less think... Star Wars." So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've always felt that absolutely valid, but I've always thought that that was almost a reassurance. No, not almost. That was an, a total reassurance. Yeah. That look, mm. guys, this is Star Wars. You're not going to get the prequels again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I can forget for, for the first one, absolutely. Yep. Doing it at the end of the trilogy, no, 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 you need yeah. some new ideas now. And, and one of my complaints with The Last Jedi is there is the moment in the middle where you have that spectacular fight, one of the great fights of Star Wars, and mm. Kylo goes to Rey, he's like, join me and we can rule the universe. They, they make the same choices they've always made before, which, mm. again, they do slightly differently in this film at least, but just... Take it somewhere different at that point, and but mm. anyway, anyway, what we've not mentioned is Ray. Yes, interestingly, because I think she's one of the things that comes out of this pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. She's um, she the the character, but also I think uh, Daisy Ridley's performance. Mm. I think is um much stronger. I thought she was good in the other ones as well, mm-hmm. but um, it, it just feels quite a coherent character now. Um. So what what were your take? What was your take? I 
think she wasn't given enough to do in this in some ways. Because um, part of the thing is that they're still trying to give everyone a story again. Like like they've done in the previous films, it's, you know, you have to have uh, Finn's story and Poe's story and Ray's story and other stuff going on as well. You have the Empire stuff going on, the First Order stuff going on. I, I would have liked some of that tone back to give her more of a chance to dig into the emotion of it and dig into the character of it. But what she does get is really good. She absolutely delivers the, no, I'm not a Palpatine, I can't be, I can't be, tell me I'm not. And then her fears that come out of, like, I, I am worried I'm going to turn to the dark side, I am worried I'm going to turn evil, and I've had this vision that tells me I'm going to. So, terrible mm. things. And I buy it. I, I, I love the character for that. I think she's one of the better Jedis we've had going through this stuff. Yes. <laughs> I think that's, that's interesting, because uh, looking at this film, uh, the problem, it was a while ago since I saw mm-hmm. it, but I'm just thinking... Uh, I think she's the one that has the strongest story, isn't she? I mean, yeah, she has Finn the A gets story. Nothing to do. Um, but I would have taken out some of the other elements. I think. So what? What would you? What would you edit? Oh, oh the first order stuff, probably. I think. I think we get way too much time with them. Um, mm. I'm worrying about star destroyers and who's the who's the spy and the yeah. informant and. Um, Richard E. Grant. But he was good. Because Richard E. Grant's in this film. I, mean, <laughs> I know, but he was damn good in the role. There's no Just point to have Didn't really him need there. the role. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, look, I, I've said this isn't going to be just me bitching about a film. This. <laughs> so I'm going to find the positive. And I, I think the stuff with Finn and Poe, particularly with them meeting attractive women and having interesting interplay, because oh, we have to have that with everyone now, because these guys are not into each other. Don't worry, guys. No, no, this is super, super straight man. Um, pull all of that back. Give give Ray even more time to, to, to be quiet and dwell on things. Uh, I'm comparing it to something like Return of the Jedi, where you see, and Empire, in fact, in some ways, but, but particularly Return, you see Luke thinking about things and just long shots of him and Vader and quiet moments. Where stuff's going mm. on. So I, I'm not sure we got enough of that. I'm not sure whether I could take it in in the time that I've seen it. So the thing is with this film, there's a hell of a lot in it. Mm-hmm. And definitely, mm. I think you're doing very well on the basis that the, when I first left the cinema, other than my impressions of the film, mm-hmm. probably couldn't have told you a lot that happened because just <laughs> so much is packed in. Yeah, it's very it really dense. Is. Um, to the point now, I think, you know, where people have been saying there should have been a tenth film in order to actually just try to try and tell it in a less um, mm. rushed way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, re- I, I actually liked what they, I like what they did with her. Um, mm. And I do think when I think of the other characters, I think she definitely sort of has the best arc. You know, if you look at well, we'll come on to look at the other characters properly, but you know the the tension between her and Kylo, mm-hmm. um, the you know she really played the the whole revulsion at the idea of being a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and, and she she's good at all that. I think she delivers on the character side, and I quite like her mm-hmm. fighting stuff. She, they 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 have choreographed it very well in these, and they get a, a good few chances to do that, which is nice. Again, perhaps one too many. Perhaps the fight on the Death Star couldn't could have been excised, but fine. Um, 
but not the water stuff. Mm. Oh, Possibly, maybe. Oh, yeah, no, <coughs> this is the problem, isn't it? It's good stuff. Do we mm-hmm. need them fighting again in the third film running? But they got all wet. <laughs> and he's got long, long hair. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, and that's an absolutely valid thing. I, he can still go to the, to the, the, the wet planet. It's fine. I will, I will allow you to have that. I will take the fight out. Han Solo can turn up. Han Solo can also get wet. <laughs> it's a memory, Matthew. You well, can't get yes, wet. Yeah. Not a force ghost. Other no, people no, show wasn't. up as ghosts. Han Solo's different doing the same thing. It's fine. Not a Jedi. <sighs> or ball sensitive. Mm. Mm. Um, Kylo then. They have a lot mm. of fights, but they do have a lot of interactions through those fights, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. I must have, one of the things I did absolutely love was this film's use of the Force Skype mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and taking it to that next level where mm. there was actually the kind of building interaction, which then takes you right up to the the lightsaber swap. Yep. Um, which we both put in our notes. That's one of our favourite things. Yeah, it's so um, good. <laughs> so well done. Uh, oh, I'm really enjoying gushing all of a sudden. <laughs> this is what it's meant to be like when we talk about Star Wars. Um and yeah, the way that they sort of built, built that, and in particular, the one where um, I can't remember who it is, but someone lightsabers the plinth that mm-hmm. Darth Vader's helmet's on. Um, that scene, so there's the white room that she's in his bedroom, um, <laughs> I assume. Yes. And, and then there's the red berries at the location he's in. And, and so when the red berries all spill, and then uh, I thought that was done incredibly mm. well. Yeah, I'd... absolutely beautiful. Like that as a building on what had happened the last time and saying that it was Snoke or, or Palpatine who'd linked them, but but it's now mm. a power they have. I, I have mm. enjoyed, particularly in this film, how they've expanded force powers. Because there's a little bit, particularly in the prequels, that they go, right, these are the powers force-sensitive people have and no more. Lightning, mm. push-pull, you know, bit a bit of psychic stuff, that kind of thing. But in here we're now going, actually there's healing, there's people who can project themselves, there's people who can channel other people and do things and now we've got this, we can actually swap physical things and see things around people. It's mm. it's nice because it takes it back into the realm of magic, which it, I think it is supposed to be, rather than yeah. a creature that allows you to do a few intense things because everything is connected. Yeah. Mm. A creature? You think the Force is a creature? The their midichlorians that live in your blood that allow you to link to every other. Yeah, no, 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 that that <laughs> never happened. That never happened. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think yeah, the idea of the magic, and particularly because I think isn't the idea. Again, this is from from probably the Twitter account telling us what was meant to happen. But um, I think isn't this this idea that because they're a dyad in the force, mm-hmm. have you seen that whole thing? Um, but that is why there's this connection between the two of them specifically. Mm, it's nice. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, that, that was one of my, my absolute can gush about and, and really enjoyed elements. I mean, thinking of Kylo otherwise, I loved the look of his reconstructed helmet. Okay. I didn't love the fact that it was reconstructed. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. no, that's not fair because it, the thing is, it was such a cool look um, in Force Awakens, and so in a way, it was like, oh, cool, he's you know, he's back in the helmet and everything. Mm. But the fact that it was reconstructed to me just felt like a whole yep. For, from, middle finger up. Yeah, from someone <laughs> who had a whole thing of 
kill the past, destroy it if you have to, or destroy the past, yes. kill it if you have to. That, and that yeah. was him doing that thing and moving into a different sort of character. So, yeah, give him a different look. Give him something to go with in this one and sell a few more toys. But now it's <laughs> repurpose the toys but put some cracks in them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Go on. No, go ahead. I, I think that the lightsaber thing works because unlike a lot of the other stuff it's it's not lampshaded as this is what we're doing mm. it's actually a little subtle I, I there were probably people who picked up on it faster than i did but when he suddenly moved and you're like oh that's what they've done that's very clever whereas i think a lot of the other stuff you know they make us think the chewbacca's killed and then instantly no no it's fine he's okay which yeah. is leaning into it being a, a a child's film you know a film for families so it's it's not so upsetting for the kids but it's just well, why do it then? The thing is, I think it's, and it's, I, I completely get it. And that's something we always need to remind ourselves. These are meant to be kids' films, um, which I'm afraid I just don't look at it that way no, <laughs> until no. I remind myself. Um, but I think it's the thing with, with Chewy. I just didn't believe it. Mm. Um, I mean, that would be a massive thing. And by all means, you know, as, as Kylo says, kill the past. Yeah. But um you know, yes, if you needed a big death or what have you, but it's the fact that it's just immediately undone. Mm. Immediately undone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But w- while we're talking, talking uh, mm. Kylo looks, mm-hmm. the Ben Jumper look obviously was a, a yeah. big plus. <laughs> it's, it's that thing of um, how they dress people for like Men's Health magazine and how they dress people for Good <laughs> Housekeeping. And and yeah, he goes into that look that he's like, yeah, he's a good looking man when he's not trying to be all, I'm scary and stuff. It's because, yeah, to be honest, I mean, Adam Driver, amazing actor, mm-hmm. um, but have never been particularly, I think, yeah, Kylo is more attractive with the helmet on. Because, <laughs> no, because it's, no, that sounds really horrible, because it's a really cool helmet. Yeah, okay, okay. But, uh, but yeah, there was something then, you know, when he yeah, yeah. shifted okay. into the... I don't know if it, because of so much going on, and the problem is I will buy this film when it's available um, so that I can watch it again. Okay. But um, because of so much going on, I'm not sure whether he was actually doing it or not, but, you know, maybe there was something around the, you know, with um, uh, Superman, what was he called? Uh, Clark, uh, mm. Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. The, the difference he, you know, in his performance when he was um, yeah. Clark Kent versus Superman. And so maybe, you know, driver was doing something like that which we just i just didn't catch but definitely yeah when he turned up his jumper i was like oh hello <laughs> nice and, that's mm-hmm. it. and it's it's nice because they haven't done anything like that i don't think not that i noticed daisy ridley of other characters mm-hmm. they they have moved away from you know what they did to natalie portman and what they did to carrie fisher i think in what in what way? So uh, the gold bikini and oh, uh, Natalie yeah. Portman wears some ridiculous stuff in certainly the second yeah. film. There's a whole bit where a creature swipes at her and ends up slashing the midriff off her top. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, how convenient! Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Ray and and Kylo, I think I think come out of it well. Um. Yes, although uh, I think yeah we do have to talk about Raylo. Yeah, I think we do. What's your take on Raylo? Not Raylos, the people, because they can obviously enjoy this as much as they like, and we are very supportive of that. But what's your take on Raylo? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I hate that they kiss. 
Oh, I hate and the thickest as well. In many ways, it's it's just absolutely redundant. And and, mm-hmm. and that's exactly the sort of thing I would point to as evidence of they looked on Reddit to see what people wanted. Mm-hmm. If that's if that is the case, which it might well be, um, yeah, that's absolutely evidence for it. I think, I think it's cool with tension as soon as they kiss, and because the kiss itself wasn't actually anything. It wasn't a good kiss either. No, so it like. so just embrace. Do you know what? No, I would have liked a little uh, forehead touch. Okay. Nice. And then that could also left it um, open as to whether that was a friendly forehead touch, uh, you know, a brotherly forehead touch, mm-hmm. uh, sibling type thing, or whether it was a... Uh, something more. Mm. Something a little bit more. Yeah. But, it, do you know, I, I have not picked it, the tension massively, this tension between them, but it never felt like, a, you know, sexual tension or anything like that. It was the, it was the good, you know, good and evil tension. I, th- I think they tried for it in The Last Jedi, uh, and your mileage mm-hmm. might vary, particularly with him being shirtless when she's with him um, through the full Skype thing. Yeah, but I felt then uh, her reaction to that was, uh, can you put something on? Not, rah well, yeah, okay. obviously is the natural reaction when he fancies something, No, I don't know. I think I bought it a little bit as a, this is kind of distracting. But but yeah, whether well, that's what's surprising do you think he had wide apart nipples? But whether <laughs> that's what I'm watching the film for again. <laughs> Next time I see the Last Jedi, that's it. The only that scene. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to oh, rewind. Have you not seen? Oh my god! <laughs> Terrifying. Um, what were your thoughts on the kiss and the shipping? Yeah, I d- yeah, like I said, just um, I thought the moment was was lovely until they actually kissed. So when yeah. I just thought it was going to be a, an embrace or what have you, it's just when they absolutely put the line underneath it. Um, and even if we widen that out, then, you know, the um, that final scene between the two of them, the one dies, the other one um, brings it back, the other one dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, after thinking about it for a while, quite liked that because what the hell do you do with Ben otherwise? Because it's fine that she, you know, she's always believed that the good Ben was in there, but his dad, his dad's gone. Who believed in him? His mum's gone. So she's hardly going to rock up with Kylo Ren in a jumper to <laughs> Finn and Poe and be like, "No, it's cool now." You know, I don't think anyone else is going to be quite so forgiving. I, I think for me that would have been the better story. Okay. And, and it's something my my wife said afterwards, and when we were talking about it, and and, and actually, I, I you know that's possibly why I would agree with it. It's a great point. It's an amazing point. Um, but the <laughs> the idea of you know what if Ben shows up at the rebel base and has to earn trust and respect back? I, I think he's probably done too much by that point. I'm not sure yeah. there is any way back, which is pretty much why he had to die. But at the same time, it would be so interesting again for the future of the franchise and future stories of where do you go from there? And absolutely, if this was like the second, you know, if this was The Force Awakens 2, mm. then absolutely, or, or even if we didn't have a lot of the stuff and so this happened earlier. And, and, and it seems like it's going to happen in The Last Jedi, that moment of come with me could have been he goes with her to join the rebellion. And that would have been amazing. If the third film is he's on the goodies side. Like, wow. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, actually, that's that's a really nice 
idea of you know ha- him having a redemption arc but it doesn't wait until the final no yeah you couldn't do it because, at the last minute yeah again this is very much you know it's it's a bit it's um darth vader's redemption arc isn't it and he dies yeah. at the end yeah um i said because of what you do with them otherwise mm. um but yeah no as far as the actual sort of uh, any kind of romance between them i just didn't buy the tension that way so yeah, it's a real shame they actually went into it, and and similarly, what they then do to Finn and Poe, mm. where they're like, "Hey, look, they've got sexy people who like them, who are women, who are women folk." Because <laughs> China, please watch our film. Oh God, uh, yeah, and and that alongside what they did with the whole making such a big fuss about oh the first gay kiss in Star Wars. Oh, don't. And when yeah. it came, and you were like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. Blinking, you're missing. You're now rivaling Marvel for basically what's it, um, like gay baiting or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I recently saw Birds of Prey, which okay. I won't go into any details because I don't want to ruin it all. But it's such fun. Please let's, go and see let's it. Let's gush about Birds of Prey. Let's do that. Oh yes, sandwiches. I just want to talk sandwiches. <laughs> different, different, different podcast, but absolutely. Um, yeah, and oh my god, I loved it because it was just, it was just such fun. But what they, one of the things that they did really well, which I would not normally say that DC can learn a hell of a lot from Marvel and Star Wars, but what they did really well is that there was um, a canonically gay uh, character mm-hmm. there, and they just mentioned her ex-girlfriend. Yeah. You know, one of the other characters were ex-girlfriend, and that was just mentioned, yep. and that was it. And then it, you know, it didn't, and she was a main character as well, and so it just didn't. And and they, and importantly, I don't, from what I saw, well, not that DC said a lot about Birds of Prey to start with, anyway, mm-hmm. um, in the promotion, but they're definitely, from what I could see, there wasn't any big thing of, oh my god, there's going to be a. No a gay character and and they kept harley quinn as bisexual and showed her in female relationships mm-hmm. in some of the yep. animation stuff so and and yeah it's just Absolutely. that's the character yeah if you're going to do it do it that way mm. well one no sorry do it for starters yeah, yeah, you need yeah, to do yeah. it, but do it that way <laughs> absolutely uh sorry a slight uh no good detail, good detail. There. So, but um yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah so poe do you know much as all of that annoyed me because mm. there was the real potential to do something interesting there um, and groundbreaking. Um, the For those characters, one Finn just felt completely wasted because he just seemed to be yelling Ray all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, and his big idea with, I can't remember the name of the new character, the ex-Stormtrooper. Janna? Janna, well Maybe done. Please say you have that in front of you. Yes. If you remember that from once. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, you know, when they, oh, we're going to do this amazing, you know, this, uh, we've got this really great idea. We're going to turn the gun on the ship, which is what um, Luke did with Jabba's barge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, yeah, I don't think they really gave him anything to do. It was, it, I thought it was really cool. There were other stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had rebelled, um, but the, the, the was, that wasn't in in relation to him at all, really. You know, if he'd been this role model or something, uh, that then caused the others, the rumour of him caused the others to be able to, I don't know. But so that with him, and then with Poe, again, I'm going to go back to The Last Jedi, but the whole arc with him where, you yeah. know, he was learning to be a leader mm-hmm. and what Leia was trying to teach him so he could take over, 
was I thought was really well done and a risk because you know you are criticizing one of the main elements of what makes one of your popular characters popular mm-hmm. this kind of dangerous flyboy thing Han Solo um but it just felt like all of that learning that he had gone through was just it had never happened you know yeah. he's then light force skip or light speed skipping mm. um and and all gung-ho now you expect him to be that to a degree it's part of the character but it's mm. just you didn't then see the learning that then meant when you know that leia felt she could do what she needed to do yeah. with kylo when she knew that that was going to be you know the end of her mm. i assume or, or seeing him in a leadership position yeah. I, I don't feel like in this film he was now making decisions and, and taking that to do anything with it. So if his arc had been, or, or his story had been, and he's now in the base telling them what to do, and mm-hmm. but it, it it's back to the first film. Like you say, it's The Force Awakens 2. Just... Yeah, I, I did like that um, Finn was Force-sensitive. I thought mm-hmm. that was... Mm-hmm. Which then, that, that gives me a bit of hope, actually, with this whole idea of what we lost with Broom Boy. Yeah, uh, or lost that could have been from Broom Boy, mm. because unless we're going to find out that now Finn actually is someone's son, or he loves or her grandson, and or that's something. what he's been wanting to tell her. Because because it's it's almost no. set up that it's that thing because it's when they're about to die that he's about to tell her something, which is usually the "I love you, I know" moment. Yeah, I know, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's been said after what are they death of the author? So mm. yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm pretty sure that John Boyega has said about that, no, it wasn't yeah. the love thing. And he does, well, even aside, of, even if that wasn't what he was going to tell her, there is stuff throughout the film that suggests he's starting yeah. to become force sensitive. Mm. Um, and, and also the fact, well, the, I think it's kind of suggested that that's why he rebelled is through the force. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, Reid. Yeah. Mm. So we talked a little bit about Kylo dying, because we couldn't use him for anything else. But of course, yep. we have our character coming back from the dead. We have Papa, mm-hmm. Papa Palpatine showing up uh, out of nowhere. Perhaps. And now he's scary. <laughs> in, in, he was pretty scary to start with. Well, he was, but they waste what he could have been in the, the prequels. In the prequels, he becomes a laughing stock, and it's ridiculous when he's thrown uh-huh. over a table and his skirt goes over his head and stuff. It's just... <laughs> weird that they've taken you know the most powerful character and done that to him mm. so in this i think he gets a little bit of a redemption arc of like no actually this dude's scary <laughs> that was one of the things actually i thought they did very well mm. you know, he was proper creepy mm. um to the point where i was watching i was thinking oh you know younger kids watching this because you know yeah. despite whatever rating they took on it people are going to show this to their mm. younger children um yeah i did i thought that they did that incredibly well, yeah. and also his throne was super cool. Mm-hmm. And and e- even the showdown at the end is actually pretty good. It's a bit mm-hmm. melodramatic again compared to, for me, the heart of Star Wars, the, the the pinnacle of Star Wars, the thing that makes the whole thing as good as it is, is Luke standing up and throwing away the lightsaber and saying, "I am a Jedi like my father before me. You have failed." Mm-hmm. That that is the the thing that makes Star Wars great. That is the moment, um, and the, the prequels add to that. I, I think the finale of this almost goes too big. It goes into that sort of DC space of giant beams of light into the sky, Harry Potter, you know, giant beams going towards each mm-hmm. other, and one is going to end up more powerful than the other. 
um, rather than the, the the heart choice that we see in. Um, trying to think of similar things. Someone deciding to to well, in Return of the Jedi, it's Vader deciding to actually turn against the Emperor for the first time ever. Mm. Um, that that makes the difference there, and you get some of that with Ben finally helping her at the very end there, but it is still beams of light to each other and giant. It is, but the thing is, even when he was Kylo Ren, he was he went to Exegol to kill him. Mm, true, he'd been hunting him. Yeah, he does. Oh, hunting pulps. Mm. No, because Pulps gives him a, an offer, uh, which involves um, Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but again, they did something a little different there, maybe. And the, you know, with, with all the "I am the Sith" and then "I am the Jedi." It's it's yes. You know, I did like kind that. Of good, and and if that was one of the big callbacks, it would be okay. But it almost feels like a small callback. Having all these different mm. Jedi voices coming in, um, compared to oh, by the way, we've got Lando in this film. I much preferred the Jedi voices to Lando being in the film. Mm. Much as I like Lando, because he just felt very shoehorned in. Yeah, no point to him. It's like we want Billy D. Williams, so we're going to shoehorn him in. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was great in it, but there was that kind of question: Why is mm-hmm. he here? Yeah, the the bit with hearing all the Jedi voices is is very nice, and and that is a little moment that does recontextualize stuff that came before about it's not just these three or four Jedi who have been able to go into the Force. It's actually they're all there, and there is a way of reaching them if you're as powerful as Rey, something like that. Because mm. mm. even Ahsoka was in there. And, yes, and you know we don't know what's happened to her yet, so kind of exciting. Anyway. <laughs> Do you know there are female Jedi? Just not in the films. Um... <laughs> well, to be fair, one of the central characters is a female Jedi. They are now. Yes, that is true. And now now yes. Leia is also a Jedi. Apparently. Yes, we finally get to see actually see something. Um, yes. And, and it, the, that training sequence and seeing that she got her own rose gold lightsaber. Amazing. Love it. Eh. <laughs> no? <laughs> Um, again, in a different context, I would have loved it. Okay. Um, but it just felt like, again, the the ninth, if we're looking at this, and I can't not look at this, the mm. way that they've done it as the ninth film, to then suddenly find out after all this time that, oh, oh by the way, she was um, almost a Jedi, or, you know, trained, fully trained Jedi. Did we not mention that? Yeah. Um, and uh, Luke not mentioning her saber when... Um, Ray was on Ash to before. Yeah. Yeah. The problem fair. is I'm I the problem is I'm looking at the film through the frame of where we are. Yes. Um and so it then yeah, there's certain things that I think if it had come up more naturally yeah. in, you know, uh, The Force Awakens two, mm-hmm. then it I would have loved it. But yes, I was like, oh. <clears throat> What did you think about how they dealt with Leia, given the complications of um Lucy Carrie Fisher? I it Watching it, I thought it was good. I actually thought they came mm. off well. That was fine. But I now... So I came out of this film thinking, oh, that's that's a solid seven. You know, not great. Could have could have done much, uh, a lot of stuff better. But, you know, it, it did some stuff okay for, for it to be enjoyable. It has gone down in my estimation because then they say, oh, yeah, we had more Rose, but we took her out so we could shoehorn in the bits of oh. Carrie Fisher mm. that we had. It's like, well, why are you doing that then? 
why are you not giving her some sort of grand thing, such as a funeral, um, to, to open it up? And I feel like I might have stolen your one of your comments there. But something to, to be, we're going to give her a moment and a way to honour her in this movie without taking things away from other people. Because it was frustrating how little Rose was in it. And you've now got Dominic Monaghan talking when Rose should have been talking. Things um, like that. So... Well, we're kind of conflating two things there. There's, yeah. there's the layer issue and then there's the rose issue. But, but, and I know they use the layer as an excuse for yeah, the rose issue. Exactly. But even that doesn't work to me. So, so firstly, I think they did a fantastic job mm-hmm. given what they had to work with. Absolutely. It does mean there are a few clunky scenes where, you know, when you are looking at it from a point of view, if you know it's cutting room floor, the, the, the conversation with um, Snap Wexley is incredibly weird when you look yeah. at it. <laughs> Um, which look out for that when you see mm. things. Um, but what I don't understand is this: that, that so then when we're looking at Rose, the argument being as to why there wasn't more Rose. That oh well, we needed to keep someone with Leia um, to you know to 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 have that interaction with Leia and, and to show and it had to be someone that we cared about. But there's barely any interaction between Leia and Rose. No. The interaction is you know, is with um, Leia and Ray or um, or yeah, Snap Wexley. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, the, there's plenty of other ways. Yeah, I'd say, like, Dermot, um, is it Dermot Monaghan? Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan. The, um, I was going to say the elf guy, it's not the elf guy, it's the hobbit guy. He's a hobbit, yeah. Um, <laughs> the hobbit guy, hobbit man. Um, he, why did we have, well, my understanding, and this might be internet rubbish, is the reason we had him is because J.J. Abraham's lost a bet with him. Which, if that's true, I'm not happy about it. That's abominable if it's true. That's just the If it's worst. true, they are friends. So like, that might be internet rubbish. But, you know, he didn't need to be there. All of his lines could be Ray. No. Um, just basically, you, you could have put Ray in. Not Ray, sorry. Mm-hmm. Even I'm now cutting out Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the thing is, it did, Rose is not as central a character as the original trilogy three or the or um, Ray, Poe and Finn. But she's sort of the next level, I would say, based on what they've built up so far. Yeah. And she just deserves so much better. And also, you know, um, uh, Kelly Tram, mm-hmm. you know, she did a really good job with that. And again, it just, it just, there's that suspicion that because of all of the horrific abuse she got and complaints, mm-hmm. that just slightly sidelined but for everything um, she went through, I think it's just terrible what she gets in this. It's just, it's so disappointing. Absolutely. So, um, and, and you know, if we're, if we're talking Dominic Monaghan, it, it takes me to Richard E. Grant, who I think is great. He is a phenomenal actor and interesting to include, but I don't know why he's in this film. I don't know what the character adds. I don't... At all. <laughs> the only reason I can see if I have... Well, one, Richard E. Grant was born to sneer... That's true. In That's true. a um, Nazi evil empire yeah. <laughs> uh, outfit like that, he was mm-hmm. born for that, and I thought he did like the role. It was fantastic. I would have loved to see Allegiant General Pride mm. throughout, you know, and him actually be be a um, yeah. you know Graham off Tarkin for this these films. But yeah. I think the only reason I can see him needing to be in there is because they needed someone who knew about Palps. Yeah. And so therefore this idea that because Palps was 
pulling the puppet strings, mm -hmm. particularly once Snoke went, that there needed to be someone then that was um, was carrying out his commands when it came to the the first order and the final order. Yeah, uh, because you're not. I don't. Know, I don't think you could really see Hux doing that, and not telling Kylo. I, I think from what we saw of Hux, I would have quite enjoyed it with his sort of slightly sniveling nature and and how terrified he was, but also wanting to put down Kylo. If if he had been in the know and thinking Kylo wasn't, that would have been quite interesting build on the dynamic we'd seen before. And especially if he was then the informant. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I just... Given how um, sort of petulant his character, which I really you know, I enjoyed that. But I just don't see him not wanting to lord it over Kylo that actually. And also we got we got the him being snibbling in front of someone very powerful with Snoke. Hmm. So so now um, so, yeah. Palpatine's properly scary. So that would have uh, that would have been even more interesting. Yeah. I just, I just, think, yeah, no, I don't. yeah. There's, there's all these different elements that are added in. Um, no, I agree. No, yeah. as a general, general point, uh, then no, absolutely, I, I don't think adding in much. As I loved him. Mm. We didn't need another character. Yeah, because yeah, that's actually the, there's so many new characters in what is meant to be the final film. Yeah, yeah, the final film. You need to strip it back and say, actually, mm. again, like Endgame did, we're going to focus on this core like ten people. Yes, the last mm. one had 50. Now we're just going to bring it down to a few and we're going to really focus on the, on all of their stories. And that allows them to interact with some of the other people and bring them in. Amazing. Yeah. Although, again, I have to catch us and and point out that we're now complaining there's new stuff in this film. We were saying that there's not enough new stuff in it. Well, so, so the flip side of looking at it is if you're going to add in the new stuff, make it worthwhile. Yeah, you know, I think it's more that... Yeah story new story mm -hmm. um instead of which here i think it just felt it was old story but let's have space horses when we had something quite similar previously and jam in a whole load of new characters yeah that we then don't get enough time with no at, um at i mean the whole thing of, yeah i mean janna it would have been interesting to see more of her mm -hmm. although i don't know maybe she's now being set up for spin-off of Better not. I'd, I'd be amazed if they were, frankly. I don't know. It's Disney. They like to make money. They they do, but you know, she's a woman of color in Star Wars. Oh no no no! Um, no yes know. no, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. I'm so Although, cynical about the whole thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no no no! You're no. What, I, I, uh, to be honest, I wasn't necessarily thinking from Janet from that point of view that there would be a film of hers, but more. I mean. Do you think, you know, I, I think we are definitely going to see these, some of these characters again. I mean, I'm really hoping in a way we don't see Ray, um, Finn or Poe. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I really like them, but if you said this is the end of it, mm -hmm. sodding needs to be the end of it. Um, whereas I think what they could do is with some of the other characters. I mean, this is, this is it actually. This, maybe this is the whole plan. There wasn't much Rose because they're going to do a Rose film. Well, yeah, that would be pretty good. I would enjoy that. You know, the, the core of engineers that she now assembles to bring peace to the universe with all these, yeah. you know, whatever's something amazing. 
and on on our um on that track as well one of the things i did uh, a little thing which i did enjoy is we had more female stormtroopers mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. uh one janna herself but also even before that when they were in their armor there were some women's voices yeah absolutely which was nice so i i think i think we're through a lot of the guff <laughs> <laughs> The stuff that we've had to slail through to get to it. What what else really stood out for you? What what were the things? I think you said there were lots of small moments um, and things that, that when you look back and you go, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Well, one specific small moment is called Babu Frick. Okay, right, yep. And he's just adorable. <laughs> so that's Shirley Henderson, I think. I have no idea. Uh, playing... I don't know who... Is that somebody I should know? So Shirley Henderson... Is in a lot of stuff. She's in Train Spotting and various things. She's very famous as Moaning Myrtle from the Harry Potter films. Oh, oh, of course, yes, she's in there. I know who she is. Um, and she, yes, Bridget Jones. Yes, she's in Bridget Jones films. She's in Marie mm-hmm. Antoinette, and and she ah. is starting to be. Suddenly, her name is cropping up in a lot of places, which is good. Ah. She was in Girl from the North Country on the mm-hmm. West End stage, um, as a woman. Uh, I think suffering from Alzheimer's dementia, something on those lines, mm-hmm. and she was incredible. And and she got the moment where she got to belt out uh, one of the great Dylan songs in the middle of it. And for uh-huh. someone who was quite diminutive, she uh-huh. belted it out. So you know she earned a lot of respect for that. And then knowing that she played this weird character in this that everyone has loved so much is just makes it even better. Yeah, I have to be honest, I wasn't getting a lot of all of that performance in Babu Freck. <laughs> no, it's it's such a small thing, isn't it? Um, I just thought he was cute. Mm. And particularly in combination with him and C-3PO. So that's another thing. C-3PO, I have never been that bothered about him. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact he's Star Wars, that therefore, yay. <laughs> I, was, I was at you know, Team R2-D2. But... In this one, that the moment where he, you know, he says, you know, "I'm taking a last look at my friends," oh, that was that was quite heartbreaking. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, again, they immediately undid it, yeah. but yeah, but that um, that and him going the red eyes when he was doing the Sith language was quite cool. <laughs> That's very cool. But but yeah, it was it was that that emotional moment, and so then the combination between him and, him and Babby Frick when he sees Babby Frick and he's oh my oldest friend. <laughs> Yeah, that's I like good. that that's a lot. Good. And it, and it's funny because that yeah it was a fairly heartbreaking and heartwarming moment mm. what happened there compared to Revenge of the Sith where there was a joke line at the end wipe the golden droid's memory and that's it his memory yeah. is just wiped to the prequels and it's like oh that's a good throwaway gag bit weird killing a character yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people who volunteer for a wipe of the prequels <laughs> but as I say I don't count myself among them okay. but. Uh, uh right i now have my list of gushy things so shall i just work through it yeah just throw some out at us yeah excellent um when chewie hears that leia's died Mm. i mean i thought that was there was just that actually is one of the that c3po but that was one of the bits that actually i didn't tear up at all but i got a little sort of oh i I felt that right i think it's probably one of the fewer few bits in the film where I really felt it. Mm. 
And and um, is that because that's characters you have already emoted with, of course. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of weight. The thing is, the actor obviously did it well and mm-hmm. fell to the ground. But I think it's the weight of everything behind it. Mm. Um, and and he does seem to be the the. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering, but no one else seems that upset about Leia. Not considering that you know what mm-hmm. she is. One, what she's been in the in the previous stories, and two, the fact that you know the um, out in the real world, what has happened with Carrie Fisher and, yeah. and how beloved um, she is mm. was. Um, I don't know. It just felt like all of that went into okay, just that one into yeah, yeah. Chewie just like collapsing onto the floor. There was a lot of film in this film, so did they deem that that was enough? Mm. Yeah. well that's the thing I mean you, you mm. couldn't pack much more in I guess but I mean just particularly given the context mm. absolutely um, because yeah when, when Leia died I didn't sorry um, this is my gushing list but I'll just slightly tangent um, in The Last Jedi when I thought Leia was going to die when mm. she was outside the spaceship I was just like in tears oh, and, really? happy. and then therefore when she actually died I, I just had no reaction, okay. which mm. I wanted to, you know, to have a good sob. <laughs> and and is that because at that point you did expect it to come somewhere in this, maybe? No, because I actually expected it in yeah. the Last Jedi, right. because mm-hmm. uh, you know I expected that even though they'd filmed it, everything that will actually they'll try and do something mm. to um, okay. to mean they haven't got a problem going forward. Yeah. Um, so, so no, it wasn't that. I just think it was, as I said, I just didn't emotionally connect this okay. time. Got it. Um, uh, right, back to the gushing list. Um, the Death Star Wreck I thought was super cool. Yes, yes. I thought they did that beautifully. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, it, it looked really good. And I, I like how real it felt. Mm. It, it didn't feel like lots of CG and green screen stuff like the prequels. No, you know, very substantial. Yeah. Um, and it's quite exciting because isn't that our first planet that is more than one thing? Possibly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's it's not just water, is it? Because the, there's the bit when they're on land yeah, with yeah. yeah with the space horses. It's the um, the old thing of like wait until George Lucas finds out there's a planet with. Desert and fire <laughs> and water and. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought what well, one it just looked beautiful. Mm. Um, well, beautiful, not mean stunning. Um, but also the you know the the callback then to the Empress chair and where it's kind of turned round and you're just waiting for it to spin round and he's in it. <laughs> um, I thought that was yeah, it's good. that was done mm. really well. Um, and uh, missed mentioning this when we talk about Ray, but Dark Ray I thought was very cool. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to see so much more of her. Right. <laughs> and th- I went, you know, what, what if absolutely palps is back, but he's back as Dark Ray, mm. and Ray has to fight Dark. You know, Dark Ray is the the villain throughout. Yeah, that would have been cool. I, and I think, like we mentioned, that she had a vision. Don't tell me she has a vision. Yes, show me the vision. You can give me visions. Particularly because we saw how cool this throne is. Yeah. That her and Kylo sat on it. No, I only said that because she said that was a vision she saw with Kylo on the throne with her. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Are they like yeah. sat in their laps? Is it a, like a, <laughs> is it a chaise long kissing couch type thing? 
I hadn't quite got down to the level of detail in my thinking about it, but now it's all I will be able to yeah, think about. Yeah, it's, it's not two seats. You don't have two seats on the throne. No, I, yeah, because I actually think about it yeah. from memory, I don't it's, think it is. It's a big chair. They snuggle in side by side. <laughs> uh, while we're on Exgol, Exgol is just a really cool name. Okay. <laughs> Slightly clutching at straws yeah yeah, yeah. i mean um, it, it makes me think of like exxon <laughs> and exxon valdez and <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well yeah oily yeah mm. um when palps was talking to kylo at the beginning mm-hmm. and he was saying you know i've been and the whole explaining of him being the puppet master i've been the vo- every voice inside your head um as a concept, I wasn't mad about it, but with the way they did it, where they actually shifted the voices yeah. from Palps to Snoke to then to Vader, mm. I thought that was yeah, that was very nicely done. Yeah, again, that feels like it could have then been set up—just a line, just a hint, something in a previous film about there's someone else doing this, or 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 when you finally get there, you can read it that way or something. Yes, mm. if they had known Pups was coming back before this yeah, film, yeah, but I just don't think no. they did. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, what else have I got here? <laughs> just like I thought, some of the humour was good. Mm. Um, so when Ray's doing the mind tricks with the stormtrooper, and then Poe's like, "Does she do that to us?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could completely see her doing that. When Poe's being a pain in the ass, mm. <laughs> she just does a little wipey wipey. <laughs> um, <laughs> That would be quite fun, actually. I'd like that. <laughs> uh, and then I think the last two I've got is um, the little shrug that Ben gives before he starts fighting the Knights of Ren. Did you catch that on the first watch? I didn't. Oh, uh, look out for it! It's okay. just it's 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 um it's kind of yeah. He's surrounded by the Knights of Ren, and it, I think it's when he's you know, he's got the saber. I think by that stage. Um, and it's just kind of all right. Let's do this. Yeah. And there's just something about it. it oh, um, nice. Yeah, like did did mm. him to me, absolutely. Uh, and then finally, it was actually I did really like the foreshadowing of using rays, rays using force lightning, mm. um, and sort of setting that little setup. Yes, that um, she was going to be the granddaughter. And in fact, that that entire scene I thought was really good, where you've got. Um, Kylo's absolutely gorgeous TIE fighter coming mm-hmm. in um, and then the jump to you know, her leaping over it and cutting off the wing Yeah, that's nice. I thought that that whole her, you know, the, her running before and everything I just thought it was beautifully done um, thankfully I didn't watch any of the trailers right okay um, because I, I never watch a trailer if I can manage it for you know, one of these films I know I'm going to go and see mm-hmm. I normally don't I couldn't not Really? Just, just I mean, it, got, it took some... You know. I was so angry when I found out because of some Twitter moment or something that um, the pubs was back. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, so the the bit with the Force Lightning is great. And, and this is the thing with Chewbacca's death. Like, that would not be a bad way to kill him. If you're going to kill mm. a major character, it has to be something significant. So it either has to be there, they go down fighting, which is how, so Chewbacca mm-hmm. was killed in the books. They did this very cool thing where they, they were doing like trilogy after trilogy of books and they were doing okay. And then they said, actually, we're going to do something completely different. They did a 20 book series. 
set over a, a couple of years and it's really intense it's really good stuff and in book one they kill Chewbacca spoilers for like a 20 plus year old book um and it's it basically he's killed saving Han and Leia's youngest son as a moon mm-hmm. crashes on the planet they're on <laughs> and like there's this whole thing of him raising his arms towards the planet as it, towards the moon as it crashes into him so it either has to be that or it has to be something dreadful like Ray kills him with powers yeah. she doesn't quite understand and it I, I would have bought it I would have gone wow that's a choice mm-hmm so it was it was a good moment in that moment. Yeah, that was good. That was Star Wars doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. And then there were no <laughs> there were no consequences for anything. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's, it, it it does feel that lack of consequences. Mm. Um, and if I thought about it more before, I probably might be able to find some other ones. No, that's a good list. Maybe not. Because yeah, there are you know these are good actors and there is good mm. cinematography and good choreography. It it is solid, and this is why I came out from it going, oh yeah, that's good. And then you think about it more and more, and you go, ah, uh, but. I think it's one of those things. As I say, unless it's going to be on Disney Plus straight away, then when it comes out on digital in April, I will buy the bloody thing. Okay. Um, and I do think that it might be one of those ones that are more watchers. Because I will have got you know further away from the disappointment element of what it could have been, mm-hmm. and then because because the other ones that I've seen, it, I, to be honest, I don't really sit down and watch the prequels all the way through, or really the um, even the original trilogy unless I've not seen it for a long time. Okay. Um, I'm, it's more I'll have it on. Well, I don't, I don't want to concentrate very much on something or, yeah, yeah. you know, you're doing some life admin or something like that mm. because then you pay attention to the bits that you really like yep. and you go, oh, cool, it's that thing again. Yeah. Um, and then you don't have to worry too much about the bits that, you, you know, you don't love. So I think, I think after a while this will, be, this will go higher in my estimation. Okay. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see it again and take it in in, in those terms because mm. even, even the prequel trilogy, like there are bits of those that just turn me off so much, but I can now utterly watch and go... But actually, that's really good. That you know, the lightsaber fight there is really good. The pod fight's really good. Uh, pod, whatever it's called, pod racing. Race. Um, and and other stuff that has happened since to change bits of the canon and bits of, of your consideration yes. of it that have gone like, okay, that that does help. Particularly, so so you know, I'm hoping there might be another one of these. There's a show called Ro- Robot Chicken. If you've ever seen it. I've heard of it, but no, I don't. Kind of I've not seen it. Kind of a sketch, a, a pop culture sketch show. Mm-hmm. using action figures to re- do scenes of comedy. And they did three Robot Chicken Star Wars specials. Uh, and, I'm going to have to watch these, aren't I? Yeah, and some of them go into properly, like, here's the, the the bit that for me stands out above everything else. This is why I call him Papa Palpatine, is it's Palpatine in a meeting <laughs> in in his little room that we see in, in episode three. And he gets a phone call, mm-hmm. so he presses, he presses, you know, opens it up on speakerphone. He's like, go, go for Papa Palpatine. And it's Darth Vader calling him to tell him the Death Star's been destroyed. <laughs> and he's just like, what the hell is an aluminum falcon? <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of stuff like that that add to the canon of, you know, what went on that you consider when you watch them back now. So I'm hoping there might yeah. be more like that for these films to sort of help it. Just just grease the wheels a bit. 
and and I, I do think you know one the catharsis of having this conversation in itself mm-hmm. but but to just just that little bit of time as well that it will just be just the fact of star wars is exciting i mean when i went back to watch it the second time knowing kind of knowing what i was going into when it comes up on the screen with the the fanfare and yep. everything i still massive grin on my face because oh my god it's star wars <laughs> um so and yeah, this still was a this did feel like a Star Wars film, mm. you know. In in yeah, you know, I think JJ was very good at that. Um, I just didn't feel it was a very good film. No, does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. You and I'd kind of be set up to expect more. No, it doesn't hold together to go like, well, you know, at least I saw a thing. It was lots of fetch quests and. Yes. People chatting and stuff. McGuffins. Just, yeah, exactly. Which which I feel like we're getting a lot of in pop culture at the moment. And it's yes. it's filler. You know, give me actual scenes between people <laughs> rather than forcing them to have to go and find a knife and hold a knife up in the right place. Because that's what the Goonies did with a coin. So... <laughs> oh, the knife thing. Uh, how does that even work? Right. <laughs> because you have to stand at exactly the same place. You have to make sure that nothing... You know, none of the um, Death Star... Um, wreckage has fallen off mm-hmm. or you know slightly dislodged because of the massive waves and uh, yeah yeah it's just and, it's and the answer was it, yeah yeah and, no, sorry i'm just gonna start complaining there. uh yeah so i don't think you needed it you no. know they go there they, they go to their start they find the throne room oh there it is mm. i'll tell you one of the things i liked Mm-hmm. It's one thing that I can probably think of, like oh, that, that was interesting, and partially because it's not explained, is the creature things at Palpatine's lair. Whatever the choir were and the things that were working on all this stuff, like <laughs> whatever they the were. Choir. Well, because I've, I I've heard, and, and this is the the thing I'm most looking forward to watching it back for is apparently they are chanting "Jewel of the Fates," the the song that comes on that was written for episode <gasps> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently that's the song they're singing. And I'm like, okay, that's very cool. Oh, that's very cool. I had not clicked that that's what that was. And and I don't know if if it is. This is, I just saw it on a tweet from a funny guy. They were definitely chanting. Yeah. So. But it might have just gone over my head because Jewel of States is, I think, some of the best music. But that was cool because it wasn't explained. It's just there are these weird things looking after Palpatine and we don't know what it is. I, I could have done with a bit more about how he's back. I don't need to necessarily know. It's just this weird, creepy Sith thing, and that's good. Yeah, Hobbit Man said. He said, you know, he said, "Oh, dark magic, cloning." Okay. So Palps is meant to be a clone. Yeah. And also, because then you saw the bits of um, leftover Snoke clone. Yeah, true. Um. So yeah, I think that's. But yeah, so I will leave it to you, so you can keep it as being um, a mystery. But the. The Twitter account has told us oh, they who they told are. Us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't but, know. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite that was a good atmosphere. Mm. I hadn't picked up what the actual um, what they were singing. Uh, but yeah, I thought that added to it. This sort of legion of yeah creepy dudes, creepy sisters. Yeah. It, have we covered everything you wanted to cover? Has this been the? Blah. Of <laughs> rise of a Skywalker that you wanted. Yeah, I apologise to anyone because it does feel a bit like it was just a blur um, and more of a brain dump than the than you know your, your more structured and thought out things you do with Mandy. But um, no, it's good because yeah, there was a lot to this film as we've said. So you know we wanted to just dig into it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm, you know, I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to, I don't know, six months, a year or what have you, where I am just watching it and going, oh, yeah, it's Babby Frick. Or, oh, it's that really cool bit where they do the, the light swipe swap. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to that time. Yes. Yeah. And be able to look past all the other things. Yeah. Good. Where can people find you? Where are they able to pick up on even more of your thoughts about pop culture? Well, it's very exciting as I have a new account on Twitter. Um, I've split because I, <laughs> I've had for years one that's basically just my name, Laura Stewart Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I was trying to use that for work, and and um, and I don't think a lot of my work people wanted to hear too much about my thoughts on Star Wars. Um, and so I have a new personal account to talk about geeky stuff, and that is um, at Laura Geeks Out. Nice. Go and follow. Go and hear all the interesting things because you just randomly come out with, "Oh, I saw this thing, and here's my thoughts." It's great. <laughs> yes, Love I it. do. Like, yes, like yes, universe. Today. You need to know my opinions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one else will bloody listen to you, so I have to type it into this machine. <laughs> well, I'm sure there will be more of this. I'm sure there will be more films that we want to have a chat about. So I'm hoping you will come mm. back and gush or complain or take apart things and put them back together in a way they should have been. Well, we need to talk about Bears of Prey. Whether this is we do, we, we probably do need to do something on that at some point because that was so mm-hmm. good. It was so good. Yeah, and it would be lovely to gush again. I mean, I know the last two times we've talked uh, about Pride and Prejudice and the Thomas Crown affair, they were just gush fests. So this is probably bringing some balance to the force. Very <laughs> having yes, one that isn't that, quite yes. so much, but um, yeah, I, I have to say, uh, I do like the the ones we gush about okay well well bringing on pride and prejudice you know, one of the greatest romance novels ever written mm-hmm. <laughs> there was likely to be some good stuff to be found in there <laughs> <laughs> terrific i will wish you a good day thank you everyone for listening tell us your thoughts on star wars if you saw it if you haven't seen it and are going to see it because it's one of the reasons mandy's not here she's not seen it yet which again tells you a lot about a star wars film um mm. but we will we will wait to find out what other people think do hit us up on twitter comments patreon all the different places Uh, And we hope to see everyone soon.